Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club podcast, the first of its kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s. Well, welcome everyone. I am so excited to have Jody Basie here with us. We just completed some episodes on her um, cross family saga and uh, it's just an honor to have you on our show and just kind of dig in. We love to hear the behind the scenes of the books that we read. So I would love to know what your inspiration was for the cross family saga. Um, well, it all started with redeeming the prodigal. Um, and that was something that had been, I hadn't written, it was actually my debut, um, first novel I ever, ever wrote. Um, and I had that story on my heart for years. I mean, like 20 years, (laughs) probably total. Um, just, I had this image I had of this character. I had Joe in my mind and her at that kind of where kind of where you see her at her lowest point where she'd been cast out from where you know from the brothel from where she was and she was in the street and I just had this I don't know I just had this story laid on my heart um of the picture of redemption and I wasn't sure where the story was going to go and I actually didn't have it um, initially planned out as a um, as a series, as a family saga. So it doesn't always read, it may not read like you're as much like you're going somewhere because I hadn't really planned it that way. But later I realized I wanted to go further with, with sharing multiple redemption stories. Um, but I, I mm-hmm. with, with Redeeming the Prodigal, my inspiration kind of became, I realized that so many in Christian fiction, you know, your, your readership really is Christian's. You know, so that salvation message is good and it can be neat and it can be a good reminder, but that's not always what we need to hear. And a lot of times I had a time in my life where I really needed the message that even though I had grown up in church, even though I had been saved since I was a child, that I had screwed up royally and I felt like, well, I don't, almost like I don't get that redemption. Not that I'd lost my salvation, but that I had lost my usefulness to God. And it was, I had to learn that I can, I'm still continually being redeemed and I don't, you know, I didn't, it wasn't all hope wasn't lost. And so that's where her story inspiration kind of played in. And then from there I was like, I want to show different avenues of what you could be redeemed from and different out, you know, pictures of redemption. Yeah, and you can see that that's a very strong theme throughout your series. And one of the things we talked about when we talked about your books was just the grittiness of them. You don't generally get the real gritty uh, when you read historical Christian romance. And so we just absolutely loved uh, that piece of it. And uh, you wrote it so beautifully. Uh, We just really enjoyed it. But we have to ask, who is your favorite leading lady in this series? Oh goodness. Oh, that's so, (laughs) that's so hard for me. Um, especially now that I've wrapped up the last book that you guys even haven't, haven't seen yet. Um, I think in some ways it's Joe that just that stubborn tenacity. And, um, I, I like that about her. I like the, she's a, 
little different. Um, Elaine completely surprised me. Um, you know, I did not expect her to become who she was. I really viewed her like Joe did when I started writing. And um, it was once she came alive on the page, it was, um, I realized, you know, a whole different character there that I didn't know we would be dealing with. And so um, she kind of kind of stole my heart a little bit in seeing a different side of her as the book came through. And then Essie is my, my latest um, in Redeeming the Shackled. And I really liked Essie too. She's a very unique character. And so I don't, gosh, I would have a really hard time picking. I really would. Maybe Joe, but I don't know. <laughs> I can, we can totally see Maybe Joe. <laughs> we can totally see Elaine surprised all of us too as readers, uh, just because of her introduction in the in Joe's story to mm-hmm. how she ends up in her own story. Uh, I can see why she surprised you. Yeah. I I think um, I think Elaine's probably my favorite, but I related to her. All mm-hmm. the whole thing about. Uh, not liking to be dirty uh that's totally me (laughs) it's so silly like if i have to i'll get in and and do the job you know i'll put my big girl pants on when i have to but i prefer to be clean like like when i'm baking i don't like the feeling of flour on my hands i so when you did that whole scene of her trying to get the coffee grounds off i totally felt her pain in that moment you described it so well for someone i don't know if you struggle with that too but for me i'm like that's exactly how i feel (laughs) i you know i i had a little bit of that i think i have a little bit of sensory processing issues um i'm not i don't necessarily mind being dirty i'm very outdoorsy very um more like joe in that way um but there are certain sensory things that set me off and i have a daughter that has some sensory issues sometimes and so i thought you know i wanted to show what would that be struggle be like and how would it be viewed back before they even knew? Back then, yeah. There's legitimate issues. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you had trouble choosing your favorite leading lady. So this might one might be hard too, but who would be your favorite hero of the series? <laughs> These are hard. Oh, gosh. Um <laughs> I like them all in their own way, of course, but probably Gideon. I like this, the rough mountain man doesn't always say the right thing, you know, kind of grumbly comes across, but just has a big heart. Um, I guess he would probably still, still be my favorite. Still be your favorite. Yeah. I loved um, how Matthias grew over the series. And, and I know I haven't read your final one yet, so maybe I'll fall for that hero. But uh, he was my favorite throughout, um, just because I like his character change. But yeah. Okay, so speaking of your newest one, can you give us a little insight into redeeming the shackled? Because that one comes out October thirtieth, right? Yeah, yeah, it'll um, um, be out by October thirtieth. I'm really, really, really excited about it. Um, I don't want to give too much away about it, but, you know, you've got Jimmy who you asked about, you know, if he was going to show up because we meet Gideon's brother, Jimmy, um, in Redeeming the Outlaw, just briefly. Don't get to see a lot of him, um, but he's our hero 
in Redeeming the Shackled. And Essie um, is, I don't know if you remember her in Redeeming the Outlaw, when Mary goes to visit Charlie, there's uh, the girl who kind of showed her around and has been sitting with Charlie. And that's who Essie is. And she's our um, leading lady. And um, it's it's just a... It's a wild ride, and it was a wild ride to write for sure. Um, it's a kind of a dual struggle. The title in this one really is um, a dual redemption for both characters, um, redeeming the shackled. And um, there's a major element of spiritual warfare in this one, um, and um, struggle with addiction. And there's just a lot going on um, that's going to be very different and uh but i i really felt like it was things that aren't always talked about as much in christian fiction it goes back to that grit the um that you had mentioned you know i had this Mm -hmm. what i wanted to show with this series was grit and grace and you know not this we're not going to soften up any of this you know um this, you know, these, these are real things and that Christians sometimes have a tendency to not want to dig into, not want to see, and but it's there and we need to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I really have this, I, you know, I want to show, I allowed the grit in this series and the some of the darker moments because I feel like it's like a, an artist or a sculptor, they there's an art terminology that I cannot remember that they use where you want the darkest darks so that it will, the, and it highlights the lights. And I wanted to go ahead and show the mm-hmm. darkest point in these people's lives um, to highlight, to show God's grace, allow God's grace to shine. And so this one's a double whammy with the two characters and what they're going through. Um, but I really, really feel like it's a, satisfactory end of the series and it kind of brings together a lot of there was some things a little unfinished in some of the previous books that you actually get to see it all complete and come to a a big ending so oh i love it. it makes me excited i love your heart too that you're willing to tackle those dark moments uh like you said we do tend to we don't even want to look inside our own hearts most of the time right to say yeah there's some dark crevices in there that we just need to let jesus clean up for us uh so i love that you're willing to tackle those um issues i love that you're bringing up the spiritual warfare part too because i would agree uh that is something that and i've been in church my whole life too but it's not something i was ever taught of until I was like in my twenties uh, and it was just a mentor in church too, that just kind of explained all that to me. But yeah, well, I am so excited. I can't wait. I think we're going to end up, well, I'll end up reading that one and doing a bonus episode for our readers so that they can see the finality or hear a little bit more about the book and hopefully they read it too. So, <laughs> um, so now that you've wrapped that series up, can you maybe share a little bit about what you're working on now? Okay. So throughout, while I was releasing um, the Cross Family Saga, I was alternately releasing um, a series, Cross Creek Branch, and it's Joe and Gideon's descendants in today. So it's a ranching family in Colorado now. And it's their descendants. And so the two series can be read completely independently and it doesn't 
hurt anything. But if you like both time periods, you get little Easter eggs that kind of, you know, of different of, of each other, little hints of each other going back and forth. And so I've got three out in that series now. And now that the Cross Family Saga is wrapped up, this it's going to be a longer series. So I'm going to go ahead and just finish out that series in its entirety. Um, it's going to be a seven book series. And then from there, I've got ideas, but I'm not 100% sure where I'm going to go with it. <laughs> <laughs> I get so it. I get it. I have a, a file on my... Yeah, I have a file on my computer that has probably over 20 story ideas. I just don't, I don't know where I'll actually go with them in the end. But I, I understand uh, kind of where you're at. But it's, I love that you're taking the Cross family into today, into contemporary. That's awesome. So you can really follow. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read uh, Julie Lessman's books, but she has a, I think it's nine books now in the O'Connor family. And you get to follow them from like pre-World War One all the way through World War Two, And I, I love it. Even though, you know, you're changing time periods, it's still, mm-hmm. it's nice to follow characters that you've already fallen in love with. So I'll have to look that series up. I would really like that. Uh so I have to, yeah, uh, I have to ask, who are your top three historical Christian romance authors? Uh, or authors in general? Yeah. Well, I, it's so, there's so many. Now get to historical helps a little bit. Um, but that's still, I don't know. It's still pretty hard for me. Um, I would say... Maybe maybe I'll sneak four in there um, for different genres historic within historical, but for different they're different um, places that they thrive. I think Laura France um, is brilliant at that colonial um, time period, um, and I just I love her stuff. Um, the, it's a it's a all of these are I think I like for different reasons and with Laura you get this depth of authenticity and detail and historical um, and it really is like this slow burn and it takes its time and you have to be patient with the story but it's just so rich um, I love uh, Tamara Lee for medieval um, I never thought I would read be that into medieval romance as a um, as an adult uh, but she can tell medieval times in a way that actually has that grit that um, is so surprising. And I mean, you can, the her detail and her historical authenticity too, is just so real. You can feel the dampness of the castle walls. It's um, really, really um, rich in authenticity too. Um, I love Pepper Basham's historical books she's got the neatest way to write these the sweet Appalachian history um just beautiful writing but she can just still surprise me and make me laugh out loud you know and it's not all humor but those moments um and uh Another one of my favorites that goes back and forth between time periods is actually my critique partner, and that's Sarah Blackford. And she goes back and forth. Mostly she's in the contemporary, but she's got a time travel series that 
kind of stays in mostly in that historical lane. And then she's got a um, spinoff series that she's releasing now that stays in that historical time period with some of the side characters. And I just absolutely love, she packs everything with adventure and humor and it's just so, so much fun. And so even though I'm a little bit biased because she's my best friend and she's my critique partner, I still love her stuff. It's just always a blast, especially, especially her series she's releasing now. Um, The one that it's out now, I think she just released it and it's, oh, I'm going to say the title wrong because we just say auto. (laughs) She's over here. Song of... (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm over here asking her because she's sitting to the side here Um, because we're on this retreat together. Song of a Wild Heart, right? Song of a Determined Heart. heart. I'm sorry. I absolutely this just um, love. (laughs) This is my favorite of her historical stories um that is that is out now and it's just the sweetest story um of two people who just really need each other and it's it's just beautiful i love it loved it oh we're gonna have to check her out maybe (laughs) add her to our book club list here that's awesome so then I'm going to, this might be hard too, but what are your top three historical Christian romance books or series? Oh my goodness sakes. Um, I, I don't know. Oh gosh. I don't even know if I could, could narrow it down. <laughs> I may be stuck on that one. Uh, well, I, okay, so don't, maybe they don't have to be your top three, but just <laughs> what are some that you enjoy? Okay. Um, Laura France's um, Uncommon Woman was one that I really loved. Um, it's in that, I think, Kentucky area. Um, right at the westward expansion time period and um, kind of has hints. I don't know if you know the story or the uh, of alone yet not alone. Um, you know, it, it, but it's last of the Mohicans kind of era and, and vibe to it. The interactions between the people in the forts and the native Americans and it's just a beautiful story. Um, really, really liked that one a lot. And I just reread that one. So it's um, in the forefront of my mind. Uh, I'm trying to think of... Pepper Basham has... There's a... Two books she's got out. She had done one with a traditional publisher and one with an indie. So they kind of they work as a series. But if you don't know where to look, they don't always line up when you go to sh- shop for them. Um, and I'm trying to remember. I just uh, lost the title for some reason of both of them went out of my head. Um, I would say "Song of a Determined Heart." Uh, that Sarah just released is definitely um, on that list um, as well. While I'm trying to remember Pepper's uh, title, Laurel's Dream starts off that series. 
Um, there was another one that just came out that was a year or so ago, okay. followed that, um, that I really, really liked. But I guess Laurel's Dream is a good one to start with. Heart of the Mountains is the other. Um, and I, I loved, I loved those books um, as well. Awesome. I, I actually, you've mentioned some authors that we have not read yet. So I think I'm going to be adding those to our list here pretty soon. Uh, so thanks for sharing those out. I know it's hard kind of on the spot to say, who are your top three you know, authors and novels? So thank you for sharing those. Uh, so how can our listeners then just stay in touch with you or even connect with you for the first time? So, um, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Um, you can go to my website and if you want a free book, you can download a free ebook and get onto my newsletter. And that's the prequel to that contemporary series that I have. Um, the, uh, I have a free ebook that you can snatch and then be on my newsletter. I love keeping in contact. Absolutely. My favorite thing about this whole writing gig is, the friendship I'm built with readers by, you know, emailing back and forth people who reply to my newsletters. I absolutely love that. Um, and on, so I've got that. And then the, you know, uh, Facebook and Instagram on and Facebook, I have a reader group where we have a book club as well. And we read a historical West, usually, well, not historical Westerns. Typically, sometimes we veer off, but either contemporary or historical. Um, we have a once a month book that we do together and we zoom chat and, um, that's where I, you know, kind of go back and forth uh, with readers too. And so, but going to my website, jodybasey.com will point you in the direction for all of that. Um, so that's an easy place to start. Awesome. So I did see, you shared the link that said that uh, to like to pre-order Redeeming the Shackled mm -hmm. and it's an ebook. Will it come out in print as well? It will. It will be available. So Redeeming the Shackled is only available on Shopify right now on my, on my own site right now. But on October 30th, we'll have it up on Amazon and it'll be um, ebook and print. Um, okay. Hey, everyone. If you enjoy our content, please consider giving us a five star rating on your favorite podcast platform or hitting the like button on our Rumble channel. These simple clicks by you help us reach more people. Thank you for your support. And until next time, happy and blessed reading.